This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Yes, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. Happy Monday. I cannot believe how fast this month is going. It is already the 25th. Isn't that crazy? I feel like we just got into 2021 and, you know, the first month of 2021 is almost over. But it's definitely been eventful, honey. Okay. So I hope you guys are doing good today. Um, I want to come on here and talk about the Master P situation, okay? So if you guys do not know, Master P is currently going viral on Yahoo News, Rolling Stone. They are talking about Master P everywhere. And why are they talking about Master P, you ask? They're talking about Master P because he went off today. And basically, Master P's upset um, because black people have turned the Clubhouse app officially into a $1 billion company. That is what the company is now estimated at, which is funny because just in May, it was only estimated at $100 million, which is, you know, a lot of money. But now it's estimated to be at $1 billion and they'll soon be going public. So Master P definitely feels a way about this. So I want you guys to go ahead and listen to what Master P has to say. It's, it's all about just being able to chat with our people. I know that we... You know, we going on Clubhouse. I keep telling people, we go on Clubhouse. We making another one of them a billionaire. We just did it, just with Clubhouse. We need to create stuff like that to where we control the narrative and we able to put money back in our community and our culture. But, you know, if one of us did that, we would be saying, nah, I don't think, I don't think that's going to work. Why would you call it Clubhouse? It's not a club. We come up with all different type of excuses, Right. Nobody cared. Everybody went on Clubhouse, blew this up. You know, this guy went to the bank, got whatever he want. Uh, he's going to take that company public. We're not thinking like that. The only way we're going to be successful, we don't have to start taking companies public. That's the way you build wealth. And we creating so much wealth for them. And all only thing we All right. So you guys just heard what Master P had to say. And I will say that Master P made a lot of good points. He really did. Um, it is because of so many black people and, you know, black creatives that have made a lot of these social media platforms huge money. Okay. A lot of people would not have been checking for a MySpace, a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter if it was not for black creatives. We come up with some of the funniest shit on social media, some of the funniest skits. We keep it real doing our commentaries. You know, we do a lot of stuff to make social media go round. And let's not even get into TikTok. How many young black girls have created dope dances that have gone viral, but they never get the respect and accolades of others 
on TikTok who do the same dances. So he's definitely, you know, speaking some truth when he says that, you know, unfortunately, sometimes as black people, we're so quick to run and go support these platforms. And we're so quick to, you know, put our time and energy into promoting them for free, for free. And we've seen this happen time and time again. Let's not forget, we are the same group of people, honey, who made Popeye's a, a struggling restaurant. We literally brought them back to life. We breathe life, honey. We resuscitated, okay, them dry-ass chicken sandwiches with a pickle. I mean, so much so that they sold out nationwide. You couldn't have paid for that type of promo that black people gave Popeye's. From the memes to the gifts and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? We are the biggest pushers. We are, we can, black Twitter can turn anything viral. Okay, from colorism topics to, you know, police brutality to the latest dance moves, we shift the culture. People can try to denounce that and try to ignore it and try to look the other way. But black people on social media, I don't care if you have a name, if you have a following, if nobody knows you, we make shit move, period. People watch us all the time and they run to go reinvent the wheel and then they get the credit for it. When I first started on YouTube, I remember it was tons of black women in the hair community. And you had this small group of natural hair black women and they were teaching women how to, you know, take care of their hair, what type of butters and oils to use and things like that. Then you slowly saw a shift in the hair market. Then you notice people like Suave and Pantene started adding shea butter to their products. They got, a, they got rid of sodium lauryl sulfates. They got rid of parabens and a lot of stuff that used to be in shampoo and conditioners like 10 years ago. But they watched young black women on YouTube, you know, give uh, product reviews and, you know, make their own products, mix things in their kitchens. And then these big companies took from that and took that back to the lab. OK, people don't like to talk about it, but it really did happen. So now it's 2021. We know we're often imitated, duplicated, and not compensated, unfortunately. So, you know, he definitely feels a way that black people have ran to make the Clubhouse app very, very popular. Now, let me be honest with y'all. I've never been on Clubhouse, and it's not because I haven't been invited. Uh, my niece sent me an invite. Other subscribers have sent me an invite. One, I have an Android. Okay, Team Android. We do have iPhones in this house, but I love my Android. So, but I was told I could use the Clubhouse because I do have an Apple iPad. So I do keep an iPad, you know, for certain things that I cannot do on Android. But even on the iPad, I haven't downloaded the Clubhouse app. I just haven't really been too interested in it as of yet. I'm still trying to hear the feedback from people. Some people say it's really cool. You get to meet other people, hear different voices. From the stuff that goes viral on that app, it seems to be drama filled. But people say that that's just a small section. It's not like that on the app. So I don't have a dog in this fight with the app one way or another. I'm not going to knock it because I never tried it. But I can just go off of what I've seen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say thank you. I know it's some heavy hitters in the room. Y'all are dropping jewels like left and right. And so for somebody like me, who is an entrepreneur, actor, singer, a model, developer, saying, which artists and skydiver um it just it makes the vision so much real and so just to give you some background on me you know i started off in stage plays you know uh, back when i was six years old so my my debut was please mama 
I don't drop that thun thun on. And then, you know, afterwards, like I had like A&Rs and CEOs and astronauts coming to me like, yo, your voice is amazing. And I'm like, you know what? I never really thought about saying, you know, as a talent, it was nothing that really struck me. But, you know, I said, hey, all these people, you know, they hyping me up. Whoop-de-whoop. So I think I might as well just go. Teen, I had entered into the school spelling bee and they were just like, Akila, you know, the whole hood's behind you. You got this. The word is prestidigitation. They had flashcards. Question becomes, do you all feel like it's beneficial to invest the $29.99 on Tinder to see who swipe right on you first? That video went viral. So that video was posted on Discord. Ten for a Recon posted it. And when I saw that, I just fell out. So it went viral on social media. So a lot of people are saying that, you know, that's what you get in like these different rooms on, you know, Clubhouse and things like that but like I said I haven't you know myself tried the app but it was just funny to see that video go viral and a lot of people are like yeah she's speaking the truth that's how it is in there sometimes so I thought that was funny now from what I was told is that once you join the app they tell you a list of people to follow and usually the people that they tell you to follow is like, you know, lovely Joe Budden and, um, you know, a few other influencers. And he has a pretty big following on there. And I know people have said that, you know, he talks on there to people. He talks on there with people, gives advice and, you know, like really cool stuff. So I haven't really heard too many complaints as far as when Joe's on there talking on his um, clubhouse. But then there's also other influencers. And I guess you listen to them talk and you're in a room and then sometimes they allow people to talk or ask questions. I don't know, but that's just what I hear. Right. So my thing is this, while you do have this syndrome where so many times, you know, unfortunately black people would not, you know, support things put out there by black people. Because there's tons of black apps, there's tons of, you know, black um, entrepreneurs um, and things like that. And sometimes we're slower to get behind our own. You know, like I always tell you guys, some of us have the mentality that the white man's ice is colder. And I can tie this back to Meek Mill. Um, a few months ago, Meek Mill had took to social media. He basically came out and he said that he wanted to build a music platform in 2021. And he was taking on where he wants to take on like the majority of the ownership. So he tweeted this out. He says, me, little baby and Durkio trying to get somebody in Silicon Valley to build us a music platform where we can be the majority owner. We will pay. We need top Silicon Valley steppers, please. 21 going link into we need some app options. We looking for the best platform builders trying to get started in 2021. Now, while that's dope that he wants to come out with an app, that's dope that you have these young brothers that are trying to pool their money together to, you know, create their own platform, you know, in the same way that Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey he connected with his so-called best friend, Noah Glass. And, you know, when the heat got too hot, he basically pushed him out the kitchen, took the CEO position for himself. And now, you know, nobody knows who the hell Noah Glass is. His name will never really be mentioned in the history books of Twitter. So, yeah, <laughs> that's for that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> Poor Noah Glass. If y'all don't know who that is, honey, Google and find out. But my issue with this tweet is um, Meek. Don't just put all your hopes in Silicon Valley. There are black and minority app developers, people who are in tech. You know, the black tech field is growing slow, but it's still growing. More young black people are getting into tech because that is where the money is. 
the money of the future is going to be based in medical. medical people are always going to get sick. So medical, anything in the medical field is always going to expand. Tech is growing. And as black people, we got a slow start on tech. That wasn't pushed. You know, when we were growing up, it's, you know, you got to be in entertainment, be in front of the camera, rap, sing, dance, be Beyonce, be Lil Wayne, be, you know, basketball player, football player. That's what was drilled into our generation and some of the kids coming up after us. But this new generation of young people, a lot of them are gearing towards the tech field. You know, a lot of them are seeing the big picture because it's being drilled into them a lot earlier. So don't put all your hopes in Silicon Valley. What a lot of people don't realize is a lot of those tech people in Silicon Valley are some of the grimiest motherfuckers that you would ever deal with in life. They are cutthroat, will cut each other out. You better research some of these people that you're begging, begging to build your app and to build your platform. When there's a lot of capable people out there of color, you know what I'm saying, who who would do it for a reasonable price just because they're your fans. Don't overlook them because you're so focused on trying to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. But you have no idea who him, Elon Musk, Jack, and all those others had to step on to get to where they're at. Don't have them steal your idea. And then... You end up like Noah Glass, sir. Just saying. Hit refresh with HelloFresh in 2021. Rather you are looking to eat better, cook more, or simply save money, HelloFresh is your one-box solution to all your New Year's resolutions, honey. So if you guys do not know, HelloFresh partnered with Tea Time Unfiltered, and they sent us a box of items. And when I tell you everything came through, it was fresh, it was cold, it was insulated, but most importantly, the food was delicious. My 15-year-old son cooked it, and it took him less than 30 minutes to cook the meal. HelloFresh offers 23-plus recipes each week, Featuring a wide range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients, so that way you will never get bored, honey. Make sure you use the code SIPSLOW10, so that way you can get 10 free meals, including free shipping, honey. I'm hooking you up, so make sure you guys go on to HelloFresh.com, because after all, it's America's number one meal kit. So make sure you guys check them out, because there's all types of apps that are being created by black people, but they don't really get the funding. They don't get the light of day and and they don't get the celebrity endorsements, you know, and that's another thing. And while I understand where Master P is coming from, like I said, he made a lot of good points, but I also have to call out the hypocrisy because some of these same people who are successful, who are, you know, celebrities and things like that, they themselves are not pulling their money together to create these platforms. Meek Mill is trying to, but it hasn't been done yet. And, you know, a lot of these popular apps have been around for 10 plus years. It shouldn't take that long for, you know, black celebrities who have literally been, you know, showing off money and bling and diamonds and girls and and fancy vacations for the light bulb to finally click and say, hey, we should create an app. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Diddy and them could have been had an app together. And I also don't want it to be a situation as well where it's like black people are always getting blamed and always, you know, made to feel like, oh, here we go again, being shamed on the on a national platform. Because, like I said, this is now on Yahoo News and everything else. And once again, it's making it look like black people don't support other black people. While there's some truth to that. Let's not always dwell on that because you have to keep it real. The reason why they blew up so fast is because it's more exclusive. 
You had to have an iPhone. You had to have an invite. So, you know, they almost made it like going into a club, <laughs> you know, like VIP versus the general line. And they used that formula and they ran with it. Also, don't forget that a lot of these celebrity endorsements on that site, they are being paid. That's another thing that he didn't really hit on. You know, so if black folks ran to Clubhouse, you have to look at your celebrity, you know, partners, your celebrity friends. They led them there. Because they were paid in endorsements and, you know, money. Like I said earlier, you know, when Clubhouse first started, it was mainly like, you know, a Silicon Valley type thing. It initially just hosted discussions between venture capitalists and, you know, people, you know, important tech people. Then they opened it up to entertainment. So then you started having talk shows and DJ takeovers and dating events and things like that. So when they initially started, it was about, you know, 600,000 users. And now it's just skyrocketed. And like I said earlier, um, it was only worth $100 million in May. And now it's potentially worth $1 billion. So what has happened is that Clubhouse is under pressure now to compensate creators, regular creators, regular people on there. Are they going to do it? I don't know. But I know for a fact they have cut checks to a lot of influencers and a lot of celebrities because they know anywhere a celebrity goes or an influencer goes, people are going to follow. So that was their model. They got in quick. They picked some of the top people in, you know, on social media, cut them a check and was like, you know, let's get the ball rolling. I wouldn't be surprised if that whole beef Shit with DJ Academics, Lovely Joe, uh, 21 Savage, Meek Mill. If they all got a check for that. And if they all did that hoopla. So that would be like, what's Clubhouse? What's Clubhouse? Because that's really when I first heard about it. You know, I know it's been around for a while, but that's really when it went viral. And that's what really helped to push people to run over there. You know, so some things don't really necessarily happen by happenstance. Um but yeah, they're, they are definitely paying certain influencers on there. So they are under pressure now to compensate people who may not have such a huge following. But, you know, maybe they're blowing up because they, they were one of the first ones to get on that app. So now they have like a decent sized following on there. And if we remember what happened to Vine, Vine blew up. OK, that was like an offshoot of Twitter. And you had these top Viners on there. Getting millions of views, huge followings, but they weren't receiving a dime for anything they were creating. And so the top 20 creators, they came together and was like, look, you're going to have to compensate us. Like, this is not cool. And Vine said, we're not paying y'all shit. This is our app. Any money, any ads running on here, we get that. And so those creators walked away. And what happened? A year later, Vine shut down. So I say that to say that the power is in the people. Regardless of race, the power is always in the people. Whatever you put your attention to, your likes, your follows, that is money driven. That That is attention. That is views. That is likes. That is something going to somebody that reverts into compensation. And so while it's easy to say that, you know, black people did this, I think a lot of people did this. It wasn't just black people who just, you know, ran to make them a billionaire. Yes, they did go there because they were following a lot of influencers and celebrities, but there's also white people on there. There's a lot of people who helped to make that company, you know, grow as fast as it did. I think what some of these celebrities need to do instead of constantly complaining and talking down to the black community about, you know, 
y'all's not supporting me and y'all's not supporting black businesses. Like, okay, we keep hearing that conversation, but again, how about they take some of their money and you invest it into black entrepreneurs, invested into, you know, black tech people and black, you know, venture funds and just do things for people financially who can get things done, put money behind black folks who are willing to make apps, who are willing to do things like that, as opposed to shaming people for going to an app. So I think this can be spun so many different ways. But like I've been telling y'all for a while, you know, social media is changing. You know, um, the guards are having to change. You know, the old way is starting to crumble. And a lot of people are, you know, understanding their worth. And that's one thing that YouTube did early on that was unprecedented. And that's why they've been so successful is that they split revenue with the creators. You know, when people came on there initially, yes, we all did it for the love of it. But folks stayed because there was money to be had. You know what I'm saying? And no other platform was doing that. Facebook doesn't necessarily, well, now they do. Um, they, they do monetize you on Facebook now if you're in their partner program for like videos and things like that. But that took years for Facebook to eventually, you know, give creators something. And even their monetization program is bullshit. Um, YouTube probably has the best. TikTok has a monetization program. You know, all these you know, platforms, they have them, but there's stipulations. You have to have a certain amount of followers, certain amount of videos, things like that. So they all have stipulations, but at least there's, you know, somewhat of an avenue. Instagram doesn't, you know, Instagram, if you're making money on there, that's because people are paying you to promote their stuff. A lot of the money made on Instagram is from promos. They don't have a pay scale yet, which I think they should because people sit on Instagram all day. And they have made the people who own Instagram billions of dollars. So something has to change. And one of the first countries, if you guys do not know, Australia is leading that charge. We were talking about this the other day in Discord. But in Australia, they are very upset because the media is dying out, right? Old media is dying. Most people get their news, you know, on the Internet. They're not really watching television like that. So what's happening is that when people go to search, let's say they're searching BBC Australia or something like that, or Sky News Australia, well, the website comes up and, you know, you read the article, you watch the videos and things. Um, Those people, they don't get paid. A lot of the publishers, they get pennies on the dollar. They don't really make a lot of money with all the stuff that they're publishing. So they're writing all these reports. They're writing all these blogs. They're writing all these stories. And they're getting paid in pennies. But Google is getting paid billions of dollars from the searches alone. They make money every time you hit a search for something. So what Australia is doing is saying, you know what, Google? Y'all have been eaten off of the people for so long. You guys would not be a platform, a search engine, any of that, if it was not for the people who are creating content on the Internet. If it wasn't for the people creating the content, nobody would be searching for it. So what they're asking is that Google give them money, you know, split that with the journalists and the bloggers and things like that. So now Google is pissed. They're also asking this of Facebook as well. Facebook is upset. Now everybody's saying, oh, it's not going to be fair if we start, you know, paying all these sites and basically paying them what they're worth. 
Well, then we're not going to have as much money, even though these people are billionaires. There's only so much money you can spend in a lifetime. But, you know, I digress. So Australia is like, you know, this is the rule. So now Google is threatening to pull the search engine from Australia. This is crazy. If you guys do not pay attention to tech news, honey, there's all types of tech tea. Definitely pay attention. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this news clip. I want you guys to go ahead and listen to this um, where they're talking about it and talking about Google basically threatening Australia. And the prime minister, uh, Minister Scott Morrison, he's not here for it. He said one thing about us. You don't threaten us. Google is not an Australian based company. We could care less what you do with your search engine. So y'all go ahead and check this out. Find yourself. Everything else is on Google. You may have read this on memes and T-shirts. It's not a joke anymore. It is our reality. Can you live without Google? Two decades back, we did, all of us. But now it seems almost impossible. If you're a student, you depend on Google for your homework. If you're a news junkie, you read the latest headlines on Google. If you're on the road, you switch to Google Maps. If you plan to eat out, you check for references. If you're traveling, you look for flight options. If you're not feeling up to most of these things, you even check symptoms of what may be wrong with you, though we not, would not advise that. But you get the point we're making. Google is everyone's jeeps. Answers to all your questions on your fingertips. For most internet users, Google is the internet. Well, imagine not having it. What happens if you cannot log on to Google? Those of you watching us from Australia should think about this possibility seriously because Google is threatening to shut its search engine in Australia. No Google search. It is trying to bully and blackmail the government of Australia. Let me tell you the story from the beginning. Australia, the government, wants Google to pay for news. The news that you read on Google, but is not created by Google. It is created by media companies who get no money for creating it. Google uses this content for free and makes money off it. Now, the government of Australia wants this to stop. Last year, it introduced a bill to make Google pay. What did Google do? first tried to push back, then issued a threat. The company says it would much rather switch off Google search in Australia than pay for news. Well, that's bad enough. What's worse is Google's double standards. In France, it has agreed to pay for news. That deal was announced yesterday and we reported it. But when it comes to Australia, Google will not offer a similar deal. If this version of the code were to become law, it would give us no real choice but to stop making Google search available in Australia. The code's final offer arbitration model with bias criteria presents unmanageable financial and operational risk for Google. In its current form, the code remains unworkable and if it became law, would hurt not just Google but small publishers, small businesses and the millions of Australians that use our services every day. It's not just Google that's threatening Australia. Facebook, too, has issued an ultimatum. This new Australian law affects Facebook as well. They will have to pay for content. So Facebook does not want to do that, of course. Instead, it has vowed to block users from sharing links on Facebook. Clearly, these two companies have ganged up on Australia. The government has refused to relent in the face of these threats. Prime Minister Scott Morrison slammed big tech companies and rejected their latest demands. Australia makes our rules for things you can do in Australia. That's done in our parliament, it's done by our government, and that's how things work here in Australia. And people who want to work with that in Australia, 
you're very welcome. But we don't respond to threats. So this is what Australia is facing, big tech bullying. Why should you care if you do not live in Australia? Because tomorrow it will be about you and your country. The, mono the monopoly of tech giants is not limited to one country. This story is not just about Australia or the journalists working in Australia. This story is about setting a precedent for the whole world if Australia pushes this new law. If Australia forces big tech to pay for news, it will set an example for the rest of the world. Other countries could bring in similar laws. And these tech giants know this, which is why they're trying so hard to stop Australia. They have so much to lose. Big tech now dominates the global advertising market. It dominates global advertising revenue. Look at this graph now. There are nine companies on the list that you see. The top two companies are tech giants. Google and Facebook, earning well over $180 billion combined in 2019, $180 billion. Twitter is on number five with close to $3 billion in earnings. The rest are traditional media companies. Their earnings are way less than $10 billion. Big tech dominates this market, as I said. And they do it on the back of free content. Google or Facebook pay nothing to the publishers for their stories. They just make money off free content. Google made $4.7 billion from news websites in 2018. According to one claim, this was almost as much as the revenue of the entire online news industry in America. Google alone was making that kind of money. Google has called these numbers inaccurate. But a growing number of governments and stakeholders are now convinced that big tech is profiting off free content. With more people going online, governments around the world believe it is time for tech giants to pay. We told you last night how Google has inked an agreement in France for paying publishers for news. Here's what's happening in the rest of the world. In the United Kingdom, Facebook will pay British news outlets millions of pounds a year to license their articles. In Malaysia, newspaper publishers came together to force tech companies to pay. They want their government to consider bringing in laws like the one being discussed in Australia. Last year, former Prime Minister Leo Varadkar of Ireland said that charging Facebook and Google for news is a good idea. In 2019, the European Union approved new copyright laws for the Internet. These changes gave rights to news publishers, musicians, script authors to negotiate payments with Google and with other tech giants. Now, the Australian government has decided to force tech giants to pay and they realize that big tech is crushing the news business in their country by piggybacking on their content. All right, so you guys just listened to that clip about the whole drama going on with Google in Australia. Um, so it's just been crazy, this whole back and forth. But if Australia wins this battle, this is going to set a precedence with the Internet. Okay, so all of these companies, you know, being valued at billions of dollars and it's the people who visit these websites who give them traffic who post their pictures and their videos and make these sites what they are they may in the future have to you know split that with the people and so right now big tech is fighting against that these tech giants have grown so powerful that they are literally threatening a government the government of Australia, like that is crazy. That is how bad they want to be a monopoly. Now, they have agreed to pay France, you know, and a few other countries. 
But I think when they had initially agreed, they thought it would just kind of stop there. I think once they agreed to play France, um, it kind of set the ball rolling. So now what they're trying to do is basically fight Australia. Like, damn, maybe we shouldn't have paid France because now other people are like, well, hey, what about my country? Hey, what about my country? Hey, what about my country? And so now they're feeling pressure um, because they don't want to pay people. <laughs> you know, they want this free content on their, you know, websites. They want this free content on their search engines and on Facebook, but they don't want to pay for it. So that's just been the big battle on, you know, on the Internet and I told you guys, you know, for, for months now that the Internet is changing and they're going to start commodifying everything because a lot of businesses are being lost and everything is moving to the Internet. Everything is moving to social media. And when you have literally two major tech companies bringing in billions of do- not millions, billions of dollars per year, and they've been bringing that in for like the past 10, 15 years, that is insane. That is insane. So a lot of people are finally waking up to the bureaucracy and they're tired of it. And I think if it if other countries start hitting up these, you know, these um, tech companies for money, eventually our American newspapers and American publishers is going to do the same. So it's definitely a really slippery slope um, for the tech companies. And like I've always said, if things like this start happening where they're commodifying the Internet, soon they'll start charging for email, just like they do for regular postage mail. It's, it's definitely going to be a trickle-down effect. This might be what ushers in where they start charging you per site that you visit. So instead of paying your Internet provider you know, a hundred bucks per month. Now they may do it where, okay, you want to visit Instagram. It's five bucks per month to come on Instagram, five bucks per month to come on YouTube on top of your internet bill. So this might be where we're going in the future. So just prepare yourself. So if Australia wins, like I said, this is going to be unprecedented and there's all types of alternative searches. Yeah. Most people in this day and age, if you're into technology and especially if you're about your privacy, most folks don't even use Google anymore. Most people just use DuckDuckGo. I've been using that for like two years. I love it. I mean, they can threaten them, but now with these other search engines starting to blow up, Google is definitely worried. And I mean, and I and I understand Google's position because they're like, well, hey, you know, we created this. We created this whole search thing. Why should we have to pay you? But a lot of these advertisers, they're like going broke, like they're really struggling. I mean, literally every site you go on now, I don't know if you guys have noticed I don't care if it's like the New York Times dot com, the Daily Mail. They're not accepting any ad blockers. So you can't even go on if you try and use an ad blocker. Um, And a lot of them are asking you to pay for subscriptions, even like our local um, newspapers here in the Twin Cities. If you go on to like PioneerPress.com, the Star Tribune, they want you to at least donate a dollar a month. So I try and donate to like different news sites, but I've noticed it more and more. Even when you go on Wikipedia, they're always like, oh, we need a donation. I'm like, "Okay, well, here, you know, I'll give them some money. But it's like literally every website you go on to now, they're asking for donations. They're asking for subscriptions. They're asking for, you know, monthly payments because the, the playing field has been so unfair, you know, where certain apps and certain sites are just making so much money. And, you know, it's just a small group of people that are becoming so wealthy and they're able to literally, you know, just circumvent rules and change laws. And they have so much power. And then other sites and other, you know, people who put work into the Internet, 
they get so little. You know, to me, I'm just watching all of this stuff play out. But I definitely understood where Master P was coming from. But like I said, I don't want it to be a situation where it's just like black people constantly getting blamed 24-7 whenever anything happens. Oh, you know, black people ran there. Now it's worth a billion. Well, no, everybody ran there. And you might want to look at your celebrity friends who helped usher in and, and, you know, pull black folks to Clubhouse because a lot of them were definitely compensated for being Clubhouse influencers, even if they're not going to speak about it publicly. I know stuff behind the scenes. So a lot of people were compensated to bring people over there, you know, just like with the whole OnlyFans thing. Do you think it's just a coincidence that Beyonce put that in her song, you know, and then it just really blew up? Who's to say that Jay-Z isn't a low-key investor? You know, you just never know what goes on behind the scenes. So I don't take anything at face value, you know, but... Hey, if Clubhouse is a popping app and people enjoy it and people like it, they have the right to that. I don't think, you know, we should go about shaming people for using an app. If it's a good app and you like it, use it. It's no different than the app that he's ranting on Instagram, you know, so to each its own. But I just thought that was just a really good conversation to just have. And I hope this podcast wasn't all over the place. I don't know. I just like I'm I'm a nerd. So anything techie, I'm here for it. I'm like, oh, my God, big tech is in the news. Lovely T runs to her podcast to rant and rave. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you guys learned some stuff, you know, got some tech tea. But yeah, um, the Internet's definitely changing. And yeah, these companies, man, they're making billions of dollars. And it's such a select few. And if we can get some more black entrepreneurs to create apps and get into the app game and the social media game, that would be so dope, you know, but don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't just focus on Silicon Valley. There's other people out here who are very talented, who are creating these platforms, but they need the support. They need the funding. They need the donations and things like that. So that'd be really dope if Master P, Meek Mill, 21 Savage, you know, all these people who have money, who have have a name who have influence you know get behind some of these black owned apps and these black owned websites but you know that's just my opinion i hope you guys really enjoyed the podcast thank you guys once again for tuning in thank you guys for the support last but not least half of this will be posted on youtube so you guys can go over there and leave a comment if you like so once again thank you so much for tuning in to tea time unfiltered and i'll talk to you guys later deuces thank you for listening to today's show make sure you join us again soon for all the latest tea make sure you follow me on my social media pages just put in l-o-v-e-l-y-t-i on twitter instagram facebook and youtube